Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. This is Carolina. And Megan Talks. And today we have a very special guest, Nico, that we reached out to on LinkedIn and has blessed us to come on the show. And we are very happy to have you here, Nico. How are you doing today? You know, it is a blessing anytime I get to talk to people. That's my favorite thing in the world. So I'm, I'm pumped to have this conversation today. <laughs> so, okay. I always like to think about like where everybody is. So, um, I, well, actually, technically, I'm in, Cin- I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio right now, geographically, but normally when we shoot these, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so I guess everybody can say where they are currently. Yeah. And you forgot, Nico actually just added that, that you're also in the car. And I'm in the car. <laughs> We're <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. This is this is our first podcast with me in the car, but I was trying to get away from some moving noises from my sister's moving, so it is what it is. It's kind of fun switching it up, you know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Nico, do you want to go next? Yeah, no, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, so I'm hard hit with COVID, but uh, we're rock and rolling out here. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I am currently in Brooklyn, New York, and it is also, the situation is not that great, but... I'm still very grateful that I'm still able to stay home and, yeah, do things via my laptop only. That's great. It's a virtual world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So since we mentioned COVID, uh, and something that you have to mention is, like, quarantine or work from home. Uh, So just in general, I know uh, Carolina and I are kind of co-hosts that we're learning to work remotely um, and use different tools, which has been really cool. Um, So, Nico, for you, I guess – how has um how was your quarantine period um and communicating with people that you communicate with on a day-to-day you know what's been changed what's stayed the same no i'll be honest it was super hard in the beginning because as soon as lockdowns started happening work from home i because i'm a social person right? my favorite thing but even before we started recording was listen like i love people that's my number one thing that's why i got into marketing that's why i do what i do that's why i have so many different things i'm up to is because i love people and there's a different type of communication for going back we'll talk about tilts and asters later but there's a different type of communication and, and, and connectiveness when you're with someone in person and having to move that offline to or or having the opportunity to move things offline much of this conversation is kind of what i strive for but as soon as COVID hit getting the businesses to be fully online not meeting in person there's obviously communication errors and technology problems and everything that could go wrong goes wrong. So needed to go through that, but it's actually made both the businesses that I'm associated with and that I work for a lot more optimized, in my opinion. It's, you know, I've put out two hours of driving and dead time, which, you know, I listen to podcasts and whatnot, um, but the truth is I've tried to optimize as much as I can. So it's been a blessing, right? I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, there's not even a glass half full in front of me. There's just like, dude, we have a glass. Like we're, we're winning. We have a glass here. So you know, I try to look at the, the world from that perspective. Yeah. Cause do you commute or I guess like, I guess you mentioned the hour and a half or something. So like normally how long is driving time for you? Yeah. So the audience can't see this probably unless we do video, which I highly recommend you guys doing. I'm living at home. So after college and after I graduated, uh, I had this, idea of who I wanted to be in the next two, five, 10, 20 years post-graduation. 
one thing that your audience might not know about me is I actually have a degree in nutrition, yet you guys did not contact me about talking about food and nutrition and stuff like that because about two years in into a three and a half year college career, I realized that it's not for me. Nutrition wasn't for me. Business, entrepreneurship, and marketing was for me. So long story short, I moved back home to save money, pay off, you know, I paid off $17,000 in debt last, uh, student loans last Ooh, year. So, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> and it's often like, you know, being, just being smart with your money, investing in the right things. And so the hour and a half is, you know, I work about 45 minutes away. So commuting up there, coming back on average an hour and a half. So. Okay, cool. And I think actually something about us is I think we both changed our majors as well. Um, yeah. So I was actually a finance and international business and now I'm an electrical engineering major. And then Carolina, what was your change? <laughs> oh, I was a computer science major and then I switched to being a digital media studies major. So I guess like for me, it was, I, I think the timeline was rather similar. I think our timelines might have overlapped a little bit because I actually switched from, from my spring junior. And I think there's also background noise, as you can tell, like the struggles of working from home. And I heard, okay, this is something that I heard, that Google Meets has this like function of like canceling background noises. Um, yeah, I heard sure about that too. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Zoom doesn't, so we might have to do some editing in the future once we know that. But going back to the topic about um, your degree, um, I guess like what prompted you to continue like that degree? I mean, you were almost like there. I was, yeah. So uh, freshman year, sorry, to really paint the picture, we gotta you know, take a step back to move 10 steps forward. So I immigrated to the US from South Africa actually in 2007. So December from, of 2007. From South Africa? Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> you, can't tell, you can't tell because, you know, I, I, I don't have the accent and I don't look, I kind of look like any, any, uh, any American and now I am one, but I immigrated here in December of 07. My parents sold everything just here. And the only successful people I knew in my life were doctors. So what do you do? If, you know, you only serve, and this is why Toastmasters was such a very interesting move for me because it, it expanded my mind to the whole different world of not just communication styles, but people. So I only saw doctors and saw that as being successful. And then the next thing to do after high school is go to college. So I did, and I wanted to be a doctor. So first year, did okay. I was more fascinated with the clubs I started than my actual schoolwork. What clubs? So I started, yeah, I, I started three clubs in college. One was called FLHH. It was Future Leaders of Holistic Healthcare. The yeah. second one, that was my freshman year. My sophomore year, I started a food pantry club to help facilitate a food pantry. We started that on campus. And then the yeah. third year, I was director of marketing for a entrepreneurship club. So more focus on the, on the, on the clubs. And I was sitting in class one day, and my then-girlfriend was like, you don't, you're disengaged. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, I can get bees pretty easy, right? So I'm just getting my bees. I'm sitting that night in my dorm and just looking around and I said, man, I am so unhappy. Like, I'm just not like there's, there's someone that is more passionate that's going to get into medical school and I'm not because I, I can't fake it anymore. So that night I'm looking around my room. Uh, you guys have probably heard of Gary Vee before. Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me just tell you that before you came on, I was like, 
I wonder if he listens to Gary V. So anyways, I'm happy that you, okay, you were. <laughs> you see back there, right there, that's a baseball card collector's edition from Gary. Oh, he talks about there's that all the Loretta's. time. Okay. There's, he's, a, he's a Mug Life shirt, and there's the Empathy Wines. That's my whole Gary V. <gasps> Oh. Oh. So you're really so. Do you listen to this? Is a kind of a tangent off your story, which I do want you to go back on. But do you listen to um, the morning oh, tea with Gary V? I do. I do. It's it's great background oh. noise. So usually I, I listen to it and then I am working. So it's. I mean, he's just you know, frankly, like I'm listening to. I've always at that point I was listening to Les Brown and Tony Robbins. I was listening to all these people and Gary V video. He one of his motivational videos popped on. So it's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm listening to motivational stuff to find my passion. Like, that's, that's what I need to do. And mm-hmm. the video skips, and there's another one of him garage selling. And I've always had this idea of like wanting to sell things. I'm trying to find something in my room. I used to, when I was 12 and 13 and 14, I would buy currencies, like paper money, and then sell them for higher prices. So like I'd go to, you know, save up all the money I can, buy this, and then like, Two months later, make two dollars from it. Baller, mm. making money for money. But I'm sitting there, and I had a old MacBook box. You know the ones that your Macs or iPhones come in. And I'm like, okay, Gary, you're telling me I can make money online. Bet. Let's put this on 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 the table. So I grab my phone, download eBay because he's talking about eBay. Take a picture, add everything, and then I go to bed. Right. I wake up and I've never heard, I, you know, I, I like having notifications on, right? Because if, if something goes wrong, I want to know about it. I hear this oh. weird, like, I've never heard this notification before. And like, what, what's going on? So we're looking and the eBay app notifications there. So I tap on it and I'd sold this empty MacBook box for $15.49. After all expenses and everything, I netted like $9.60 after shipping oh. and everything. And it just blew my mind. So I said, this is, this is crazy. Like, there's no, this is a fluke. So I contacted the guy and said, you know, this is the empty box, right? Like, there's nothing in there. He's like, yeah, it's perfect. It's awesome. So I went to my buddies and my roommates and I was like, can I have your iPhone boxes? So I did the same thing. And it got to the point where I was making two, $300 a month just from that. I would go to Whole Foods, they have a recycle program. And I go to the bougiest places I can go because they always throw their Samsung and MacBook boxes away. So then I just get them and start making all this money, all this money, $200, $300. And I was like, maybe it's business. So that started my whole career and listening to Gary Vee, that's what got me into marketing, that taught me the foundations and then wrote the book as I was exiting college. This is a long answer for, I tried to switch my degree, but I would have to be in it for four more years. And I didn't see the value at it that time. Because, you know, it's, I went to Arizona State, so it's not the most expensive school, but I was I was I was a semester and a half before graduation, right? Yeah. So I graduated in three and a half years, and I tried to switch it, but I just couldn't. I couldn't justify the added cost to go to marketing or something. So that was my. Yeah. This is my like other. I call it the, my bachelor's degree. My my book is my bachelor's degree. <laughs> I just figured it out. And much yeah. like you guys, I just contacted people like uh, mm-hmm. the CCO of Vayner Media, the, uh, the old CCO, uh, his name is Steve Babcock. He, it was Gary Vee, it's Claudia, and then Steve was right below them. So basically, the upper management of Vayner Media, 
just sent him a cold email and this is his assistant booked us 30 minutes and I interviewed him. Uh, so is this the podcast that you were talking about? Or, uh, oh, this is from book. He oh, interviewed okay. like books, like he inter- in the book, you interviewed like a lot of different, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that you interviewed a lot, like a wide range of, um, marketers or people mm-hmm. who are in that domain. So that yeah. is really awesome. I mean, the only reason for writing a book was I, I couldn't find anything that could help me as a non-marketing student mm-hmm. understand yeah. marketing. So I, I just wrote a book that I needed. Oh, um, wow. And so interviews you, is like a good way to do it because I feel like that's a good way because you're talking to people who uh, I guess are experts in their domain and that's how you kind of soak in information from them and that's value for your book as well because especially if you're getting like um people like gary v people that work on his team and other marketers i can see that being a book that people who want to get into marketing so hmm, that was so that was that is the whole book interviews um yes yes so it's 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 broken up in 10 interviews i did and then 10 interviews i studied so we call them primary uh, interviews and secondary so gary v's in the book but i didn't i didn't have a chance to, to to sit down and interview him but I was consuming so much of his content. I basically already formulated ideas on like his, his principles. That's why the book's focused on principles. It's not focused on Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok. It's not focused on anything like that. It's about foundations, like knowing your message, understanding your niche, all the stuff that is common sense, but not. So. See, I wanted to, I, I wanted to ask more about your, is your process in exploring marketing on your own without a degree? Because sometimes I think a lot of students want to, you know, lock into a major or declare a major just so that they have more structure. So how did you feel like in a rather non-structured road? That's a great question. So again, remember at this time, so this was the middle of my sophomore year. So I still had technically a year and a half to two years. I basically took one semester my last one class my last semester so technically I had a year and a half left and I was sitting in class listening to lectures but working on understanding like marketing so I'm, I'm sitting in class I, I any chance I would get if I learned if I'm I was I packed the classes because what I did was went on the syllabus and said okay what's the most important things and if you look at as a college student your syllabus it lays out everything that you're going to learn in the semester. So I had two strategies. One, only pay attention to the things that are going to be in the test. And two, only shoot for a B. If I get a C, perfect. That's, I don't, I don't care. So my last semester, I was able to get enough points in week five that I knew it was good. So I would show up for class, but just to get those points that I needed to get a B. So what I did was I went on LinkedIn and I started sharing my messages. You know, I started with 50, 50 followers. I have upwards of almost 8K now. But all I basically did was message people. So I would message someone like, hey, what would you do if you're in my position? And always CEOs, founders, yeah. entrepreneurs in the Bay Area and all these big places. And eventually I got an internship. And then I would do that for a week or two. And then they would be like, hey, you should talk to my friend. He runs a company here. And all the tasks they kept giving me was, was building up my skill set. So I basically got work experience in marketing. And then I could look back and say, oh, that's SEO. 
oh, that's market research. Oh, that's customer interviews. But at that point, I was just in the gaining knowledge phase. And so many people struggle with that because they want a clear path. But at that point, and you know, this is for writing a book, starting a podcast, you're just going to have to try it. And then you kind of fumble your way to success because then you see, oh, wait, maybe we sh- should be sitting in our car because we can make it a fun subsection or maybe, we, <laughs> right? maybe, maybe every time there's a honking noise, we pause and then we give a little fact about the speaker. You know, it just, you just never know. Right. So I did it because I had to, like no one, my college, my advisors told me I was dumb. Like, they, they, they didn't blatantly say it, but they were like, you gotta, you gotta get, gotta get your bachelor's degree and then, you know, go to, go to get your master's degree. And I was like, I don't care about this stuff. So just, yeah, I just had to figure it out. And it's hard. Trust me, I was a sophomore, junior sitting there in your, your room and everyone around you is medicine. And you're like, I hate this. It's hard. So that's why joining Toastmasters was a great experience because I talked to other entrepreneurs and I networked online and anything I did, to, anything I could to, to help myself. Wow. You guys see, like, there's a whole bookshelf behind me, right? There, yep. That's you know, one section. There's more down here, there, and there's books everywhere because mm-hmm. no one's going to help you. The answers yeah. are there. there it's called Google. or in books, <laughs> right? it's, it's there, but you've got to go get it. So what's, what type of books do you like to read? Are those all, like, self-improvement books? Or are, are there any of the marketing books? Um it's a good combination of both, right? So, I mean, so we'll, we'll do this because it's always so fun. Like, these are the current books I'm reading, right? So one is called The Patron Way. It's about Patron the Tequila Company and how they started. I oh, okay. The Thank You Economy by Gary Vee. And then Tribes oh. of Mentors by Tim Ferriss, right? So they're all marketing, business, personal development and stories. So I learn best by examples and stories. So a lot of the podcasts I listen to and books I read, are based on stories and experiences. So, oh. wow, that's cool. that's cool. <laughs> We're just like in awe. I, I saw I saw that uh, Megan was also thinking really hard in her car. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. here's the thing: it's like, every <laughs> you guys want to see a super cool hack as a college student? Yeah, eBay. I got this book, like the Patron way, for like two dollars free shipping right so you like it's not expensive uh-huh. at all you just have to like go on ebay or go in secondhand bookstores like don't buy new books because you probably can't afford new books right so oh uh, yeah <laughs> i think i think as some I, we're we're talking about microphones earlier right the biggest thing i've learned is you gotta invest in in yourself so does this mic do anything for me on paper maybe but i know it's an investment because it forces me to continue doing podcasts to get the most out of it. Same with books. I buy an ebook, I can't see it, right? With this, I can see it. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't read today. I have five minutes, let's do it. So, yeah, that's true. Cause I, I have some ebooks and they're just sitting. Cause the physical book is like a, a reminder. So, is that kind of what you were talking about with the, like, with your, your audio set that you have there, it's like a reminder, like, this is what I'm doing. This is yeah, the level I'll, that, yeah. And, and it's funny because I'm drinking out of a mug. I'm, I made, as you can see, it looks like a third grader made it, but I did it. And inside it says, we're all in a blank. 
right? So I, I constantly try and surround myself with people and things that push me. So the we're all is like, I committed to after writing the book, I told myself, I'm never writing another book. It's so painful, so much energy, so much money. And then three days or four days later, I was like, oh, I kind of miss writing a book. <laughs> it's like this weird thing where it's like, I ran my marathon and I hated it. I hate the training, hate everything, but you feel so good afterwards. You know, like, oh, I guess I'll do it again. So surround yourself with resources, people, and just things that keep you going. Yeah. And like, I know that, you know, we mentioned your first book, um, We're All Marketers. Um, and you're in your process of writing your next one, which is We're All Influencers. Maybe in the future you'd have one like we're all writers after you've written like your <laughs> 10 books milestone. <laughs> I, I see. And it's, it's funny because when, when we we're thinking about titles and whatnot, everyone, almost all the people advising them the book was like, they were like, listen, you need to get something that's catchy that's like, you know, out there. And I'm a huge fan of Tim, Tim Ferriss. And he wrote the four hour work week, the four hour chef, the four hour body. He did all this. And I was like, I'm going to find a book that or a theme that doesn't limit me because I hate limits like even when we before, before we got on I'm like I don't want to know the questions don't tell me how we're doing because <laughs> I overthink it so the we're all it just perfectly with my mission which is like I want to leave everyone better than I found them today it's marketing and it's foundations but tomorrow it's gonna be something else and the next day it's gonna be something else like I don't know if you guys know this, but I have equity in a company that sells salt, spices, and coffees. I also have a marketing company that does social media marketing. And I have a day job that's working as a marketer for biotech. Right? So, like, I hate limits. Like, don't limit me. Like, I'm going to break free. Yeah. So, so, is it, do you like to, when you kind of have different avenues of things that you're doing, do you like them to all kind of relate in one way or it's like, okay, I or is the idea, I want to learn a little bit about this. I want to learn a little bit about this and it's probably a skill that can be a skill I can apply later or you just never know what that particular channel. Yeah. Wisdom is you know best seen in 2020 hindsight, right? So I just go to things that naturally excite me. And I don't necessarily have a reason for it. So why read about a fancy tequila company and how they started? I don't know. Maybe maybe there's one thing. There already is one or two things that I'm like, hmm, I can apply that to my businesses. Uh, so I don't really limit myself. That's why I spend, I give myself Saturday mornings. This is the biggest hack I've discovered is I give myself Saturday mornings to just play. Like if I want to Google about real estate, I'm going to go do that. If I want to talk to someone in esports i'm gonna go do that like nothing's stopping me so to answer your question it's it all works together like you guys met because of some reason and that if you like build it out right it just makes sense that oh you know you dropped your books this day and then that caused you to slow down like a millisecond and then you guys ran it you you know what i'm saying like you just don't know so i don't overthink it anymore that makes sense so with your books, just to kind of go into the books again, um, with because I feel like just talking to you, you have like a lively sort of personality and you just seek opportunities and stuff like that. With When writing a book, because um, we talked about Toastmasters, which is, you know, speeches and communicating that way. But when you're writing a book, it's 
you know, words on a paper. So uh, how do you get who you are to come through in the words in your book? Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know it's focused on marketing and you're talking to experts, but like, do we hear you like and how you communicate with us now in your books? Or how, has, how has that been kind of translating it? <laughs> it's super funny because I'm the worst writer ever. Like, you don't ask <laughs> for me to write a book because I, I can't spell. Like, my grammar <laughs> script is off. It's I the biggest compliment, and it's at first I thought it was a backhanded compliment, but I even get some. I'll, I'll tell you something. So I got you know this fresh new haircut as you can see the other day, and I <laughs> gave the book to my hairdresser and my hairdresser's barber, slash barber, and she's reading the book now. And she's like, I can hear you from the book because again, I didn't know marketing pre book. Like I, I had some experience, but that that was my thesis. Like my thesis is my book, right? And I wrote it because I hate jargon and I like simple oh. stories. So my book is very simple. Like there's a story of the person, what their principle is, like what what's that one thing that exponentially helped them more than anything else? What are some tangible things that you can do today to actually put that into practice? And then some some more resources that you can if you want to explore that topic because that's how i learn i i need to know like why should i care about this person give me that motivation give me that tangible like meat and potatoes of what i need to know and give me some good next steps to how i can implement it so there's no jargon in the book there's no fancy words and if there's acronyms i break it down exactly what it means and why you should care about it. i even have a whole chapter in there which is like scrape all the all the nuances of like what an impression is and comments this is what you should really be caring about is conversation so yeah i i'm not the best writer in the world i'm just a good writer i'm a, I'm a great speaker i would say that yeah. translated that onto paper wow like, you don't read my book if you want to read a textbook like because i hate reading yeah. textbooks. no i i know because i think um, I mean, we did like, obviously we looked over your LinkedIn profile and searched, um, I mean, so we my, did a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you did all my posts, girl, I would be, I would be like, wow, you got some free time. Cause I post five times a day. So yeah, no, I, that's why we only looked at the very, very recent ones and how I saw about like, we're all influencers and how like you set up the, I guess one of your polls, I, I remember this one really clearly because with the. I guess technology now, you know, we have audiobooks, we have ebooks, um, and then still people prefer physical books. Um, and I think that's really interesting because personally, I um, used to travel a lot, not now, obviously, but <laughs> I love traveling. <laughs> and so I would bring my Kindle with me, and it's easier because, I mean, I would have my other stuff, so I wouldn't want to like put more stuff than I need. So if I have just one like that ebook, I would just have all the books I want to read on like one device, but it is hard because I think it's just a different feeling from like flipping a book. I like the feeling of flipping a book and I'm not sure just because if it's because I grew up reading, um, I mean, physical books. And I wonder if this is going to like change in the future if kids start reading um, eBooks since they were really young, if they're going to have trouble going back to reading physical books. So that's an interesting just observation, I guess. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and here's a here's a benefit of that topic. It doesn't, it's the same, so it's the same thing. So you have to write an ebook 
for Amazon to accept it to be published. So that was easy. The audiobook, I, I narrated my audiobook and it took 30, 40 hours to get like four hours, right? So it, it's a lot of work to do that. The reason, the only reason I did that post was I wanted to see what people were saying, especially my, you know, I had 79 people respond, which is great. But for me, it's like, do I really want to do another audiobook? Because this time I'm going to pay someone if, to do it because it's a lot of work and I don't have the most sexy voice as you guys can tell, but <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's just a lot of work. It's like 40 hours to get like, like I said, like four or five hours of content, finished product. So it's just a lot of investment. Yeah. Like, so for, cause I always wondered about people, uh, I guess having to read their book for an audio book. How many takes does that, how many takes does that take? <laughs> and I, I know some people who are able to get it down in eight hours, like one session. But for me it is, I, again, I can't, there is a reason I like off the cuff questions. Like yeah. in Postmasters, prepared speeches, I don't like as much as table topics. Like give me table topics, topics each and every day. I'm going to win at that. But that make me go prepare something with a flow. I start overthinking it. Mm. So yeah, it's, for me, I would read and then my mind would wonder. It's like, oh, I should have added a, a new quote there. Or, oh, I read something new. I should add it there. And then my audio engineer would be like, hey, got to start like, that paragraph all over again. So there's a lot of like, boom, 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 boom. And then you mess up one thing and you have to go all the way back to a pause. So, And when you record, can you see, uh, I don't know, like a like is it you recording on a specific platform for your audio book and oh, like, yeah, there's... even with different sentences as far as like your pauses like how do you know what your speed is or are you just kind of going with what you think is your normal speed like you, you have a you pay an audio engineer to sit there and listen to you and they'll they'll be like or like keep going or they there's oh. like you learn hand signals but basically i showed you a mic before so you're sitting there really close to the mic and you probably heard a little bit of a difference and then yeah. <laughs> basically so i'll i'll, I'll, I'll show you because it's super funny so i've met, I have my book here i just go to a random page and then you basically sit there and you say my story of the principle <laughs> look at him he looks at you and then you continue You're like i have seen this principle overlooked so many times and then you just continue that until you mess up and then they're yeah. like start start over from best paragraph or whatnot so again another great advice pay people who are smarter better at you at certain things because it just doesn't like i should have just had that recorded but again i didn't have any cash because my goal was to pay off my debt so i did it gotcha oh that's really interesting kaylin did you know about like the hand signals and i've heard the term i guess of yeah. um, audio engineer but i didn't know it went down like that did you know about that Carolina? I, I didn't at all. Uh, we had like, a, I guess our school has an audio music engineering, audio and music engineering program. And usually they just deal more with like the musical production side of things and not really like, yeah, because our school, we have a music school, the Eastman School of Music. So most of the students who go into it are like more into musical production than like um, the audio side of like recording other audios. But I think this is the first time I've heard of like an audiobook because I listen to some audiobooks um, 
<laughs> it, it sounds exactly like that. I just liked how like you gave us a sample, just like you switched back to your normal voice, and then your like audio <laughs> voice. Because there's a big difference, right? There is a big difference. <laughs> yeah, so the I so I released the audio book about like six months after I I released the other book, and in the beginning, I don't like the first like seven chapters there's three chapters in the book and the first seven i'm just kind of dull like this but after a while you start getting more confident and in the, in the later sessions you're like marketing is no different the platform tips tricks and best practices are always changing and, you, and, you, and yourself comes out of it so yeah but that's why again there's people who do this for for a living and just at this the, that point remember and remember back to that question about the exploring and not really having a plan there's whole careers that you would be astounded by people and what they do that there's no way that you could have known in college like i learn about new jobs and things every single day where i'm just like that's a job like someone gets paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to do that that's great that's awesome those are my favorite people to be honest yeah, there's always different roles <laughs> that you literally, like, you don't know about these. I mean, I remember when I first started, um, you just, you have majors and you have, okay, so normally when people study accounting, they want to be an accountant, like, but so it's kind of, it kind of is so broad. Yeah, but like, and even then, in accounting, there's like forensic accounting, there is CPA, there is CFO routes, there's so many routes that you can take, there's TurboTax people, there are people who want to do SaaS companies, software as a service that's tax related. Like, even with accounting, there's no just accountant. Because here's the thing the HR block can do my accounting for me a lot better than, and cheaper than a person. So you got to figure out what makes you special. Like, that's why I care about marketing so much, is because if I'm given a choice, I'm going to go with the cheapest, unless there's a brand of a person or thing that I care about. So, and like just to sort of go back to like uh, you you mentioned your uh, three kind of roles like you have three mm -hmm. main roles and then also talking about um, you don't like limits and then you discovering very creative and very unique roles and like from from like your own like LinkedIn profile we see that you've been like big data evangelist mm -hmm. um, chief growth um, hacker. Yep. And um, now as a more of like marketing operations manager. So kind of like those roles are roles that we don't usually hear, especially like chief growth hacker and big data evangelist. Like what are these roles? And kind of like <laughs> when you talk about that, when you when yeah. in something about not, not wanting to be limited, I, I just kind of connected them all together, even though they were so different from what I like saw on, I guess on, on the page. And now when you talk about it, it kind of just makes sense. So do you want to like dive a little bit deeper into yeah, like yeah. roles? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've had many unofficial roles in the past. So there's stuff on that I just didn't include in my LinkedIn because why? But yeah, I, again, I was out of, I was one semester into this route of, okay, my grades aren't going to get me close to medical school. I have been selling these boxes now i've heard this term entrepreneur okay what's an entrepreneur okay and define that who's the closest person to me that's an entrepreneur so i looked and that's when i helped start a the the entrepreneurship club because in the health school that i was there wasn't a big entrepreneurship school so i got connected to 
a biotech company, which systems imagination that I currently work at today. And I was like, listen, whatever you want, I can do that. Can you code? Okay. No, I can't code, but I'll try my best. Okay. Nico, you, you suck in coding. Don't do that. Can you help us revamp the website? Oh, absolutely. No idea what I'm doing. So then I learned website work and then it got to the point where I, I had that one class, but I couldn't get a full-time job because I didn't have my degree with this company. So I was like, I'll be a big data evangelist. Me and my boss sat down and basically it was someone who preached the gospel of big data and why it's important. And that basically was a, a, a new term for marketing. Then the next phase, my first year at the company, we needed to grow really quickly. We needed to get more customers in. We needed to get more traffic to us. So that's not, that's less of a marketer. It's growth marketing is still underneath marketing, but growth marketing is like, I'm, I'm trying to find the, I'm basically trying to arbitrage attention. I'm trying to get a lot of attention for super cheap. That was my only goal. So whether that's conferences, whether that's like newsletters, whether, whether that's like you know, s- small you know, conversations with the, the, the city marketing team to promote our content. My, my only goal was to get more eyeballs for the company. And then now it's transitioned into, I do marketing for the company and I run an internship and uh, operations for our offices, which less of a role today because our offices are closed. But yeah, I mean, each and every one, I have a benefit of working on the startup. So I get to just kind of make my own title, which is kind of nice. Mm, so that that would be a uh, a kind of advantage for startups. Is oh, yeah. Like you get oh. to define your role and kind of make it a cool. I mean, it, it's relevant to what you're doing, but it's it's like, you know, people don't know about that. Like you said, growth hacker mm-hmm. or, um, you know, that's not something that's tip. So you kind of said, okay, this is what I want my role to be called. Yeah. And even with my interns, like I call them systems imagineers. Like they're interns, uh, but they're systems <laughs> imagineers. They're, that's just what I wanted to call them. And again, especially if you're going to a, a first job out of college or anything like that, that matters. Like when I look for, to hire anyone from any one of my businesses or the ones I work for, I'm looking for, I, I, I so care. I care so little about your, like your official LinkedIn. I care about the nitty gritties. Like I don't really care about what degree you had. I care about what you've done before because again, I'm biased. Like I didn't, I don't have a marketing degree, but I can, I know for a fact I can run leaps and bounds faster and further than some of the marketers I'm connected to because I just work harder. I care more about it. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, so just going on to the, the names that you've created and had the flexibility to create in the startup um, environment, um, as well as just, you mentioned you like table topics for Toastmasters, which is more in the moment and prompt which uh, requires kind of creativity. Um, so how, um, I guess, have a combination of those, um, but we can kind of just focus on creativity and impromptu speaking, um, kind of inspired your creativity um, as far as, you know, not going the traditional planned out way, kind of in the moment, you know, bringing in ideas to the table and kind of executing. Listen, like I, um, I'm painting this, this glorified picture that, oh, Mr. Nico loves trying new things. And that's all. You, listen, if there was a path, if there was an easy route, my default would have been probably do that. But it just didn't look fun 5, 10, 20, 40 years down the way. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I'm much like anyone else trying to figure out like where's the best place I'm going to end up and what's a route that I can do to get there. So for me, that wasn't going the traditional route because of my past decisions, but because of the past things that made me creative. So, I mean, just to stay on table topics for a quick second, I mean, that's impacted my yesterday. So this is what, what's today? July 12th. So July 11th, the, I had my first interview for my next book and I have an agenda much like our normal Toastmasters meetings. There's an agenda I have. There's things I want to ask her and things I have to ask her. And as we're going, she's going and telling me about adventure. Now on paper, adventure has nothing to do with my book influence, but I can see that her heart is pulling her there. Now, because of table topics and I have experience now changing on a whim, I was like, how do you define adventure? And that led into a story she's never shared before that I'm going to be able to share with my audience. I didn't go the, didn't go the way I planned. I saw an opportunity and I just sprang on it. So, I mean, whether (laughs) with COVID, for example, we didn't know this was going to happen. This wasn't in anyone's 2020 goal list for a big pandemic to show up. It wasn't. So what are you going to do now? Here's your cards. I just took away one card. What are you going to do? So don't know if that answered it hundred percent, but no. Yeah. Like when you have like, I don't know if you guys play cards, but Mm -hmm. you know, you just play the best out of your own cards. Sometimes you get, you know, better cards. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you get not so good cards. Um, Just, yeah. I think like to kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, Megan was really excited when she mentioned Gary because we were we wanted to ask you mm-hmm. because you had a kind of uh, non-traditional path who were the people that you first kind of looked up to or say for example there are like future um, marketers out there who want to who are also in a non-traditional path what would you recommend them to look up to except for yourself right you would say, okay, read my book and we know you're awesome and all, but what are other people? Or maybe if you wanted to talk a little bit to, you know, sell yourself a little, that's also good too. I mean, I, the nice part about who I am is, again, we mentioned this a little earlier, like I post five times a day. Like I'm, I'm putting out more content than most marketers combined, right? So except Gary Vee, like I'm doing this by myself, but the, the people I look up to often are run parallel to actually so to paint paint this this question i am going to end up being a cmo of most companies that i associate with a chief marketing officer which means that my studies and what i do is focused so much so on the strategy of everything like how things work with one another that's why i focus so much on community and you know, content marketing and really the, not, not necessarily the, the, the high level themes of marketing rather than the nitty gritties, because I don't think that I want to do, I have a choice right now, right? I'm at a beautiful place. Like I'm hiring salespeople right now for our products. We, we offer digital products for small businesses and services. I know I'm a good salesperson. I have 
sold many, many things in my past. I worked at a retail job. My very first job was retail. And one month I sold $150,000 worth of clothing, right? Like I can sell, push comes to shove. Now that's more fun to me than PPC or SEO or rebuilding websites. That's why I have a COO, a chief operational officer that loves that type of stuff, but I don't. So for me, it's, I follow people like Gary Vaynerchuk that do overall strategy. I follow people like, you know, Steve Babcock, who I mentioned in the book, there's Mark Metry, who you guys have probably seen on LinkedIn, um, Jordan Paris. There are, you know, Saima Hadar who run, um, Zen media. There's, there's a lot of CEOs that I follow and CMOs, but that's because I want to end up as a CMO of a high growth startup. You know, I, I, I'm not even going to be a CMO of a big company because that's boring in my opinion from what I've seen. So whoever it is, like whether it's me or any, anyone that you want to talk to about marketing or any, any profession for that matter, figure out where they're going. Cause you, you don't want to follow me and listen to Gary. If you want to do SEO, well, you should be listening to someone else because Gary doesn't talk about SEO, but if you want to talk about SEO, go to the, any podcast app, look up SEO and there's millions of results. Go pick one. So figure out where you want to go. Don't, don't just blindly follow people. Well, I'll put in relevant, like relevant yeah. stuff in your ears, not just anything. Context yeah. matters. Like mm-hmm. yeah. we're, I've geared this conversation towards more of a college student slash young professional approach. And that's very different from when I talk to small businesses, like the examples I use with you guys, syllabi mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's so much different than if I were to approach a small business. Again, yeah. back to Toastmasters. That's why I'm referencing Toastmasters so much because you guys approached me about that. It's mm-hmm. all context. It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing a lot of your like knowledge and wisdom with us. Like, I know that we, when we interview just amazing people like you, just everyone that we've interviewed so far, wow. Like, we just always constantly are in deep thoughts whenever we are even just recording right now even. Mm-hmm. Because everything you guys say are kind of just like it's very provo- like thought provoking, and I think, yeah, thank you for sharing again and like oh, for taking you. the time. And uh, I guess like Megan, do you want to introduce our like little tradition? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so actually, you know, Nico mentioned something that I thought was really interesting about just kind of because we our our conversations are more just. Um, conversational and we're not trying to be like super perfect in a box and like it's it's more of how we communicate Um, but he he mentioned um, like when I think there was a train that went by and there's some some cars that honked and doing something kind of cool like honk or clapping or I don't know just sharing a fun fact about you I like that I like so I like like the spontaneous and like okay this is how it is um like, you know, these are our circumstances. Let's make it fun. Everybody's human. One of us is recording in a car. A train went by. Let's do something cool and make it our own. So <laughs> I yeah. thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's just experimentation, right? Like, yeah, nothing's content, right? Like, there's a reason I post a lot because a lot of it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> this is the truth, right? Like, not, not, not every idea you have is going to be great. But I'd rather test it and make sure it's not great then like think about oh, is that good should i talk yeah. about that you know yeah. i talk a lot about gyms as with my content because most people understand the hassle of going to a gym right mm-hmm. 
they understand like oh, it's 5 a.m oh. i gotta wake up i gotta go I gotta do my thing right i don't yeah. want to do cardio i don't want to do weights but through experimentation i found that oh if i relate it to that people are like oh i have to post a lot online because it's like going to the gym every day and if i only go once a day or, or once a month to the gym and i only post once a month on social media i'm not going to see big results like it's it's such a simple thing but again it's, that's stories right so how do i know that works because i've tested it 20 30 40 times so the first step is always important to be courageous enough to at least make the first post experiment it and see how it works out yeah no net net no one's going to see your posts like okay now that i've eliminated the fear of that what are you going to do now that means the people who do see it want to see it mm, i see so megan froze yeah. in a great position <laughs> I, do see I think it. yeah i think megan might have um perhaps left us um because again working from home it's awesome and she was it's recording in a car so yeah, it's all me. Um, I guess I'll just kind of introduce you to that tradition. So usually how we end the podcast is with a virtual fist bump because <laughs> why fist bump? I don't know. We could have do, done like a high five or doing something else, but we yeah. just decided yeah. that a fist bump was good. And we, we just heard like Megan just say, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll just have to wait till yeah, fine. she comes back. And I was wondering like, Usually what we do is that we pause the recording and then we resume afterwards. Um, but obviously there's going to be like a, I guess a pause and then we, we hear some like difference after you come back. But that's what we've done in the past when Megan just um, logs off or when I log off. But now that, <laughs> now that you're here, I guess I'll just, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going and wait. Oh, Megan is back. Sorry, Hi. guys. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, so are you guys ready to end it off? Did you tell him about our, our tradition? That's yeah. Okay. Shoot. Ready? I got to put this up. You guys ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Virtual, Virtual fist bump. <laughs> 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 so we've got to like, we got to like capture it and put it somewhere cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So thank you, thank you, Nico, for coming on our show um, and sharing a lot about yourself and some takeaways that our listeners can, you know, take away from as far as your experience and how to apply different lessons. So we appreciate you for coming <laughs> That was distorted, but I I can translate what Megan said. <laughs> she said we appreciate you for coming on and. Obviously, she's smiling, so we can see that she's very happy that you came on. I'm uh, also very happy. Yeah. We are very happy that you came on. And, yeah, um, I guess, like, I'm going to end the recording here. Thank you again for coming on, Nico. Of course, and thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.